Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. friends and welcome back to the hair goals podcast this is jamie c also known as pretty little ombre and today we have ashley ashley what is your what is your like official title now because you upgraded i did i up we upgraded it's always changing depending on what the situation is i just rework it um but today and hopefully for the foreseeable future i am the um human resources um human resource manager for salt hair amazing Uh, so today what we are discussing ashley and myself we are discussing the science of having difficult conversations and this is something that a lot of people are have a lot of stress anxiety a lot of inner turmoil around having hard conversations. So as a salon owner myself, it has been interesting to kind of go through the development of kind of how people need to be spoken to, how communication needs to happen. And I would say most people, when they're upset with something, don't feel immediately called to talk about it with the person they're actually upset with they most likely will discuss with a coworker or with a friend or with a spouse or a partner. And they will kind of let all of this um, upset or disruption or hurt feelings kind of on somebody else instead of actually talking to the person that they're upset with. And what that kind of ends up happening is a lot of resentment and it ends up causing a lot of toxicity and energetic kind of disrupt between two people, which can then turn into energetic disrupt and toxicity between an entire environment of humans that work under one roof. And it can be really challenging to navigate through if it's kind of prolonged when we could actually kind of process the things that we're feeling and then move forward with kind of a strategy of communicating. Uh, Ash, what is your uh, kind of ideas around communication? How has this been interesting for you in terms of working for Salt Hair and Salt Society? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, Like you had said, it's it just becomes like this when somebody does have um a concern or an issue and they and they kind of go and they speak to the person who can't who can't make change or make active change for them it then just breeds this like negative energy that is no longer serving anybody in the workplace not only themselves but the business or anybody else that they just involved in this little spider web of of a mess that we have um so my biggest thing that I always say and have always said every single conflict can always be resolved with a conversation and that is just the, the plain and simple truth but then now you have to layer on 
emotions and past trauma and all of these things that make that very simple conversation and communication such a huge and dramatic and emotional thing and it just truly like doesn't have to be that way and I mean it's not just in the workplace I think this is just in life in general I think that that if you can if you are constantly having these types of conversation or having all of these this trauma and emotion around these difficult conversation conversations it's only going to make those future conversations that much more traumatic because you're just preparing yourself for it to be this big blown out thing when it doesn't it doesn't have to be every i feel like nine times out of ten actually ten times out of ten anything can be resolved any issue conflict can be resolved with just a simple conversation um and i, I know think Jamie, where most people get really confused is like how do i approach that conversation which yeah. we will be talking about but first what i want to discuss is kind of the the mindset as a mindset coach i i do walk people through kind of the science of how the brain works and yeah. how emotions play a part past traumas play a part in kind of in everything that plays out into the rest of your life yeah. and it's important to kind of acknowledge maybe let's just kind of throw out some kind of example. So for example, let's just say there you're upset with your boss, okay? So if you're upset with your boss and they're not hearing you and they're not making you feel um, feel important, uh, or understand them, enter scenario here, kind of kind of thing, you know? If that is the case, Right. So most times what ends up happening is someone will then that coworker will then go and talk to other coworkers about it. And it's important to know why you feel resistance around kind of actually talking to that one person around your issues. And normally that has a lot to do with how you have been spoken to in the past and kind of the reactions you've gotten from conflict in the past. Because most times conflict is, that one time conflict now is an imprint in your brain and it's like a memorized experience. So your brain will automatically push you further away from entering into conflict because it thinks that you're in danger. It thinks that you're gonna be upset and your subconscious mind, like I've talked about many times, its main goal is to keep you safe. It's kind of like your built-in best friend, but oftentimes they're primed to be like an overprotective parent instead of a hype girl. And when you have an overprotective parent living in your head, it honestly is like, no, 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 don't do that. You're gonna be, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get let down. You're gonna feel sad. And we don't know that, that our subconscious is actually telling us that we just, feel the subconscious messages by emotions and feelings. So that's where the resistance or the anxiety or the fear or the anger starts to come up to the surface. And all we can do is then spew that out onto somebody else instead of problem solving. So the first step is really acknowledging what we're most afraid of. If I talk to this person, what am I actually afraid that is gonna happen? Am I afraid that I'm not gonna be heard? Am I afraid that it's not gonna get solved? Am I afraid of offending somebody? 
right? What am I actually afraid of? And how is that actually, where have I experienced this in my life before? And usually you can tie it back to an experience that you've had that's a similar emotion of abandonment or um, uh, sadness or grief or anything like that. And you can usually tie them to kind of the end result of a hard conversation. When in actuality, uh, when you input a strategy into difficult conversations, they end up playing out a lot better. And we kind of make up these like really scary situations in our head and it scares the crap out of most people. I've been there. Trust me, I know how that feels. <laughs> I know how it feels. And I've had to have a lot of difficult conversations. And to this day still, I, even after all of the subconscious healing and work that I've done around having difficult conversations, I still have that little bit of like butterflies twinge in my stomach prior to it happening. Uh, but I know that I'm being supported and I know it's going to be fine. Even if it's not going to end great, I know we did what we needed to do and I feel okay around it. Um, and here's what we're going to do moving forward versus how I used to be where I was the queen of avoidance because avoiding meant I didn't have to feel anything. But avoidance also equals resentment, also equals long-term pain versus facing how you actually feel and kind of looking at your pain right in the face and being like, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is what we're doing. So I would avoid all those difficult conversations. I would avoid it and nothing good comes from avoiding the inevitable conversations that you should be having. So Ash, I'd love to turn this over to you and to be able to kind of talk a little bit about kind of a step-by-step -step strategy on how to approach these conversations and kind of how we pair those conversations together. Because a lot of the times you and I are the ones having the conversations with employees. Um, but yeah, go right in. Yeah, absolutely. So as Jamie was saying, a lot of emotion and trauma is usually built around these like type of negative experiences or negative conversations. And it just doesn't, doesn't simply need to be that way. So my first like tip or step in kind of like navigating what this looks like for you. And again, you can use these in any, in any situation, but in terms of topic for discussion today, it would be in the workplace, but really sit down and with the, with this difficult topic and determine what is an emotion and what is a fact. And writing what those facts are down on paper makes these types of conversations not seem so scary yes you may you may still have those butterflies in your in your stomach right before you start or you may not want to do it i mean nobody i feel like human beings aren't typically like they don't really love confrontation no matter which way you swing it um but i think the most important part is really identifying fact versus emotion this way you can go in it from a very like black and white factual standpoint and not try your hardest to keep emotion out of the picture because that's really when all those like uncomfortable feelings happen around these conversations um the next i would suggest is to determine two end goals so what 
if it were to go this way, this is this is a goal. And if it were to go this way, this is a goal. So one and two, A and B, these are the two solutions that, that can come about. And writing down what those solutions look like, writing down what those scenarios and steps to get there looks like, and then being truly okay and prepared for either one to happen. Um, because you can really only control how you feel of a certain situation. And you have to remember conflict is, I think another thing that makes conflict so scary is conflict is very two-sided. So you don't necessarily know what, I mean, Jamie calls it a perception box, which is truly what it is. You don't know what's in their perception. So you only know what you yourself can control. So that's really the scary part. So writing down two different solutions or scenarios or outcomes and being okay with either option. Um, and then the final step that I would suggest is getting this type of conversation or conflict or um, like I said, conversation in writing. Um, we talked about X, Y, and Z. This is how we're going to move forward. These are the solutions that we have come up together sign and date it. Now, this not only is helping you create that paper trail, but it's also helping you rationalize within your brain to say, okay, why was it like, this is, this is what happened X, Y, and Z a week down the road, two weeks down the road, that emotion is going to start to bubble up again. So you can simply look at this, this like printout or piece of paper or whatever and say, okay, well, it wasn't, this is what we decided. This is the solution. It wasn't as bad as I'm making it seem to be in my head. So really just outlining fact versus emotion, I think is the, the biggest suggestion that I, that I can give. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And I think, um, another great, uh, suggestion for people who are kind of approaching a boss. I think this is something that's always been super, super helpful for me and a great piece of advice for you to take to, uh, in, like I said, you can use this in the workplace personally, but let's just say, for example, you are not satisfied with how something is operating in the salon. You're not happy with not being able to use social media or not being able to wear what you want to wear or whatever the case is enter situation here, <laughs> whatever your situation is. What ends up happening is we internalize the anger or upset around not being able to have what we want to have instead of approaching uh, the boss owner management with an alternative solution. So what I would suggest is coming up with what am I actually upset about fact versus emotion, like Ashley said, and then you're gonna to want to come up with a solution because the owner and management is not always responsible for every solution. It yeah. is a team effort of people coming forward and saying, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. What would you think about us integrating this? Here are some benefits of integrating this. What do you think? And then being able to have an open dialogue and conversation around integrating that. And it should, you should always be coming to the table with a perspective solution versus just throwing emotion at somebody. Because remember, someone can only take in feedback, information, emotion 
from where that person is at. So if someone is feeling super overwhelmed or feeling attacked or very, very emotional with things that are going on in their personal life, they are not going to be able to take that information in as well as they need to. So when you kind of take the emotion out of it and then come in with facts and solutions and kind of coming in as a team player, normally the outcome is much better than otherwise. Now, if you are someone who is, this is something, this is a little trick that Ashley and I use and also a technique that I've learned um, in schooling for mindset and NLP work. And that is the positivity sandwich. And that is something that I'm still working on balancing the positivity sandwich because I am an extreme optimist, just how my brain is wired. I see the beauty in everything. I'm super, I just, I can't help myself. That's just how I am. Came out of the womb that way. <laughs> where Ashley is very, very much a realist and she can see things for what they are, where I'm just like, everything has a sugar coating on it. It's just absolutely stunning and gorgeous. <laughs> so that becomes a problem because with the positivity sandwich, essentially what this is for people is it's a way to approach um, kind of a constructive criticism mm -hmm. uh, in a way that is kind of the subconscious and the conscious mind can take in without feeling like they're being attacked. Now, let's say your employee is not pulling numbers, is not showing up on time, is not dressing the part like they used to, uh, is not uh, performing the way they, that you would like them to. Now, this is a, a kind of an approach that we teach in our salon ownership uh, mentorships and courses is the positivity sandwich, which is in turn kind of talking to somebody about a positive, a highlight, something that they've done really well, then the feedback that you have, something that they need to work on, things that they can improve on, and then balancing it again with something that they've done really well. Now, my problem is the bread of that sandwich ends up always being very, very thick. There's <laughs> no middle. No one really hears what's in the middle. <laughs> and that's something I've been working on is being much more forward, much more direct, and less of... Um, always seeing the beauty in everything when having difficult conversations. <laughs> so um, Ashley can attest to that. Yeah, it's um, so <laughs> like Texas toast instead of like a thin slice of rye. It's literally, it's just like five pieces of Texas toast, like all <laughs> together. And there's like nothing, there's nothing in the middle. Which, it's really super proud of people, honestly. That's the Yeah, that's and it's, it's definitely not a, pr I mean, it is such a beautiful thing and it is definitely not a, a problem to have but when you're addressing conflict mm -hmm. the person is sitting there and you are like giving them what you think is constructive criticism but all they hear is wow I'm doing a really great job and then it's like muffled where you're actually telling them where they're where they need to work on and then all they hear is the positive again so they leave that meeting feeling great like I was just praise like this is amazing and then two weeks go by and you're like i'm so pissed off why are they're not why are they still doing what i asked them not to do and it's like well you you have to be a like more direct in that middle like the you have to go back to the beginning like the the moral of the story or the reason why you're having that conversation is that middle part so that is the highlight of the meeting so when you are super positive and amazing and, and great like jamie is those two positive ends 
really kind of swallow the the whole reason why you're having the the conversation so I think it would be a really great thing for us to give an example of a positivity sandwich in a specific scenario would you like to do that with me Ash sure you're better at the positivity sandwich than I am so would you like to sure do you want to give me the positivity sandwich on how I need to work on my positivity sandwich oh yes all okay. right go well, here we go trying to I'm thinking of like a scenarios that like go together um so say it's it's an employee who who is not meeting who is not meeting their goals number wise or who we'll, we'll start with that so so is not meeting their their goal so you'll sit down with them you will talk about you know Jamie I pulled your numbers for the month of we're in July so the month of June and I see that you are selling three products to to each client that that is amazing this is the revenue that you're that you're pulling in um however I asked I asked you to sell four or however let's try to bump it up to four or you can even give a number so I think pause the most important part here is really kind of determining how they process information so if it's you have to determine if it's a dollar amount or in in goal setting if it's a dollar amount or a number of products so if you set them a goal of x amount of dollars and they're not meeting it or if you set them a goal of x amount of product like number wise and they're not meeting it so bringing them up saying what they did right bringing them i don't want to say down that's like negative but kind of getting to that middle part and then bringing them back up and typically my back end of my sandwich is always coming together with solutions as to how you got how we can work together as a team to get you to the end goal um and that could simply be asking a question jamie what do you need from me as management or what do you need from me as an owner what can i do to support you and help and you reach this goal mm-hmm. and kind of really working through what that looks like and the term and following oh following with the positivity sandwich following up a week two weeks time really seeing how they're doing checking in with them and kind of just going from there but that's I don't think that was as direct as I wanted it to be but in my mind it was I honestly threw I, I that was very impromptu so I I, I commend you on that's <laughs> Here, do this. Go. Do it. Do it. <laughs> well, you know, I think that the most important thing that someone can take from this podcast is first understanding that there's a lot of emotion surrounding difficult conversations. We all yeah. know that. But there's something really beautiful that happens when you actually have a conversation with someone and it goes well, right? And those are the things that we want to focus on is the end, the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario. And our brains often are primed, uh, learned behaviors to always kind of think of the worst case scenario. And that's kind of when the fear sets in, the old traumas, the expectation of this is going to happen, even though that anticipatory anxiety is not necessarily going to serve you. Worrying about something that hasn't happened yet is not going to serve the end goal that we actually want. So we think about the end goal that we want, 
We want to feel heard. We want to feel listened. We want to have change. We want to have a solution. We want to feel better. And here's the thing. Once you speak your truth, you come to the table with solutions. If it is not well received multiple times after having conversation after conversation, that is just usually a good sign that you've given it all you had and maybe it's not the space for you. And to be totally, you know, it is okay to no longer be in the right space. It's okay. <laughs> that has happened to a lot of people where they realize that the owner maybe isn't the right fit for them. And that's okay too. As long as you have been communication, effective communication, your best effort. Uh, instead of kind of assuming that somebody feels a certain way or is a certain way or will always react a certain way, giving them a chance to actually show that that's not the truth. Uh, but definitely deciding fact versus emotion. I loved that, Ash. I think that's such a great tip for somebody is to really write things down, almost yeah. like a pros and a cons list, right? Like kind yeah. of like getting the thoughts that are kind of roaming around and creating this internal war and getting that on paper. Yeah, and often a tangible up, item. Yes, and what ends up happening is when you get those thoughts out and you put them on paper, they don't look so scary anymore. It's interesting how the environment of those words changes when you see them visually versus the story that floats around because then you start to create yep. a visualization of how it feels when it happens. Like, oh, I'm not gonna be heard. And then you think about what that looks like and what that feels like versus writing it down. And you're like, oh, that's actually not as scary as I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm only asking for this one thing or yeah, it's so. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it's really not that bad. Uh, so I hope that this was helpful. Um, in our salon ownership mentorships, we talk a lot about effective communication. Hey, Ash, before we end this podcast, would you talk a little bit about your salon mentorship that you have with Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sarah and I, Sarah's our marketing um, manager, marketing coach, marketing amazing human. Her and I have a five-week program together um, where we sit down um, via Zoom with salon owners across the country or even in different countries, um, and we kind of really talk to them about topics that are specific to their business. So call number one, we're really just getting an assessment of, of what they really need and where where their business truly stands or their or the issues or um, their strengths or weaknesses or opportunities. Like we kind of just get a general understanding of where they are and where they want to be. And then over the course of the next four calls together, we really are starting to mold and shape and change the, the projection of where their business is going. Um, yeah, and it's, it's amazing. We talk about everything from salon systems um, company policies and procedures. We talk about um, what we're talking about today, having difficult conversations, hiring, training, managing a team, cultivating a salon culture, and really identifying what that looks like for you and your business particularly. Um, Sarah talks about marketing, social media, website development. Um, we go over it all. So it is something that I'm super passionate about and excited about that Sarah and I get the opportunity to talk to salon owners and really help cultivate 
what their dream and, and vision looks like for their business. So it is super incredible. Fun. The uh, success stories that have come out of the, this mentorship is absolutely amazing too. People have been so inspired to take action, to make, you know, more effective choices or, um, what is the word that I'm looking at? Effective. Um, it'll come to me, but the end result of what these salon owners and prospective salon owners have had is something really beautiful. And I'm so proud of the both of you for being able to really truly help people in that way, because I don't think there's a lot of support, uh, for salon owners as much as there should be. It's definitely, uh, um, a lot to navigate. So know that you have the support that you need. But yes, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ashley, again, for joining me and for being able to have this conversation around conversations. (laughs) You got it. Ain't no thing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining another episode of the Hair Goals podcast. And we'll see you next time.